This week on episode 58 of the Odd Dead Out podcast, I've got a kind of tragic local story that I have sort of a connection to. I've got another company that's selling sticks, and in the jackass of the week, I've got a couple that really need to find a room. And in recommended listening, I'm going very mainstream with the latest viral podcast hit, S-Town. Evening Odd Dad Out Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. And this is the show where I like to make fun of news stuff and tell personal stories and I wrap things up with a recommended podcast for you to try out because, hey, everybody's taste is different. So, before we get going too far, I just gotta say congratulations to Emily from the story behind on the birth of her new son. It's awesome. Kids are great. I mean, I devoted an entire episode essentially to Daniel J. Lewis because he had a kid. And he was his first kid. This isn't her first kid, but every kid... Kids are great. I love kids. I'm a dad. I put it in the show for, for fuck's sake. So, yay to Emily. Congratulations and 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 lots of applause. Yay, Emily. Uh, she's currently taking a break. Well, no. Emily's smart. She doesn't do shows day of like I do. So she has her shit pre-recorded and scripted and she had basically an entire break pre-set up and ready to go so that as soon as she had the baby, you know, cue uh, baby break episodes and she doesn't have to do shit for a while because she's a lot smarter than me. Uh, but I'm, I'm currently enjoying this series. Actually, uh, she's doing a, a kind of a, a, a stretched out examination of uh, we didn't start the fire by Billy Joel, which is one of my favorite songs. It's just a great song. And so I, I'm thoroughly enjoying this little, uh, further examination of the history lesson that is that song. But again, congratulations, Emily. I hope you guys are doing great. I hope you can get as many minutes of rest as possible. I, I'm not holding my breath because I've got four kids and I know what that's like. So, you know, have have fun and enjoy your break. And I'm looking forward to new stuff when you're back. And next, I have to give a big shout out to my very first Patreon supporter. And I don't, I don't mention this a lot because I don't have a huge audience and I'm not going to mooch off of you guys. But I do, in fact, have a Patreon page for the network as it is between uh odd dad out and mom and dad cuss and i we got our first supporter this week lily who is a comic artist and she's her i'm looking over her stuff and it's pretty cool she's really good and so she is an artist and she is awesome enough to support us and you need to go out and check out her stuff and i have a link to her page and ours, uh, in the show notes for the show at odddeadout.blogspot.com. Maybe if enough people will will uh, start supporting us on Patreon, then I can afford to get the domains and Rihanna won't yell at me about it. That'd be great. After we upgrade the mics and shit like this, because, you know, she's not going to let me spend any more money. Uh, <laughs> okay. All, all of the fun aside... Uh, like I said at, at the top, um, there was a a very tragic story this week in our local news, and it kind of made national news when I saw it pulled up in, it actually popped up in my news stream on Yahoo, and it was from Inside Edition of all places. I was like, oh, great. I, I wonder what the spin is on this story, because this was a local, I, you know, local thing. So I don't know about where you live, 
But unfortunately, out here in the Phoenix metro area, we have a very bad problem with wrong-way drivers on the freeway. It seems, especially in the summertime, we get a lot of cases of uh, somebody gets on the freeway the wrong way in the middle of the night, and invariably, they hit somebody else. And nine times out of ten, one of them dies. Very frequently, it, it it's both of them. And there's been cases everywhere from, you know, people like running from the cops, road ragey stuff, or someone just being stupid and crazy, or even one case where it was just like, a, it was like a 90 year old woman driving at 2 a.m. who got confused in the wrong part of town. But it's, uh, it's absolutely a problem out here. And they've been trying to figure it out for years because the death toll is terrible. I think it's probably up there with drownings, which is equally bad out here. But the reason I'm mentioning it this week is because actually just last Thursday, we had another wrong way driver coming down. If you live in the Phoenix metro, you, you probably heard the story. Um, but a, a wrong, a guy got on the, uh, I 17 in Phoenix in the North Valley. He got on the wrong way, comes screaming down the, uh, Essentially, what to him would have been the right lane, but the uh, carpool lane and crashes head on into another car, killing himself and the two college girls, the sisters who were uh, on the who were driving. Um, knew the reports and the the story, like the Inside Edition story, say that they were actually the girls had basically gotten up early to drive out to the Grand Canyon to see sunrise, which makes it all that much more uh, upsetting. But they were not locals. They were, you know, they were going to college here, not locals. And so when their parents get this news, it's just, you know, they're not even home for this. It's like, they're not, they can't go there. They can't, like when their daughters are, you know, they can't be there. It's not, they're not at home. They're out of state. And I, I can't, I, I fear for when my boys go to college uh, or whatever, because I, I, I don't know, as, as much of a smart ass as I am, I, I worry about my kids and I worry about my kids in adulthood because I'm a parent and you worry about your kids in adulthood. But the reason this kind of relates to me in a, and, and not to make the story about myself was essentially that when this happened, this happened seconds after that driver passed me on the freeway on my drive home that night. Uh, essentially, I'm, I'm helping my wife load up some stuff into the car on Friday morning. And I hear on the news, wrong way driver crash kills, uh, and I cut out. And I was like, I just tell her, I saw that guy. I saw him last night. You know, going back to Thursday night, I had, I, I, you know, if you listen to the show for any amount of time, I work overnights. I was driving home at about 3 a.m. And I'm coming up. I'm about to pass my exit. I'm coming up to exit onto the, the freeway over out towards my house. And I see this wrong way driver coming down the street. I'm like, shit, it's a good thing I'm in the right lane. He's in the far left lane. At least I'm okay. There's not a lot of cars on the road at that point, but there's cars on the road. Uh, but I go and just go on my way. Well, that's perfectly fine and dandy. And honestly, I've seen a few wrong way cars, well, wrong way drivers. And those hours of night is just something you deal with. Like I said, it's unfortunately a problem. But what made it scary the next day is when we found out where he crashed into the girls. I was throwing out 
exit numbers because I can't remember exactly what they are and they don't matter. I basically passed this guy at, say, exit 14. He hit these girls between exits 12 and 13. Literally a mile away from where I saw him. Which, when you're when they're both doing, you know, 70 miles an hour... That's only a few, that's only like 30 seconds away. That's immediately, that is right there. This was seconds after I, less than a minute from when I passed this guy is when this accident happened. And again, not like, I'm not the one who freaked out about this. My wife, on the other hand, basically had to fight off like minor panic attacks all day with the idea of I was that close to this thing that this guy who got on the wrong way of an exit passed me and killed somebody else seconds later. And if you've listened back to the incident, you understand why my wife is so scared. She gets very scared about just the fact that I work at night. It really makes her, she gets a little unsettled because of, well, things like that. And that because we work in buildings, basically um, unsupervised, a lot of building places we go, don't have security. Uh, sometimes we're working in bank buildings. Like somebody, what if somebody comes in? What if somebody tries to break in? What if, what if, what if, what if? So she gets very nervous about what happens to me at night. So for her to hear, oh yeah, that wrong way driver, I saw that guy and it was seconds before it happened. You know, if I passed him at exit 14 and he crashed down at exit 2 is one thing, but he crashed seconds after I saw him. That could have been me. And to her, in her mind, that could have been me. And then now what's going to happen? And so she was just, she was so out all day, even after she got home from work that night, she was, the more she found out about this story, the more nervous she got and the more scared she got, even though, I don't know why she got, I, I understand why she was like anxiety ridden and whatnot about it. Just the, what if, wow, this could have happened. But I guess for me, it's like, I'm here. I made it. This didn't happen to me. Be happy this didn't happen to me. We are, we're very, I mean, it's, it's so tragic. And we've been through that and we, uh, we talk about it this week on mom and dad cuss. Um, but it's, 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 it's terrible tragedy and so upsetting. But, and then, but the fact that it, I was so close to that incident when it happened just left her so rattled and yeah i uh, i don't know i felt like i i had reason to share that i don't know it 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 it's just such a crazy thing to be uh not to make light i'm like you know death adjacent you know i was for all intents and purposes i was right in that area that i that could have been me there were not a lot of cars on the road. You know, the, the actual statistical likelihood of that thing happening to me was very good. And so, yeah, sometimes it just, you get those little scares. And, you know, when you've got a wife like mine who, when you've got a wife like mine who wears her stress as a security blanket, it just kind of compounds those, those feelings and the, the anxieties and the, 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 those sort of what if thoughts. So, but, you know, our, our, our thoughts and, and, and condolences go out to the parents of those two girls and, and the guy who was driving because I mean, I don't, you don't, when, and when everybody, when nobody walked out of there, you don't have a why really, you really don't have a why. And I think that's what everyone really gets the most upset about. It's like, there's no, there's, there's nobody left to explain things. There's no 
finality, no closure. So, okay, I'm I'm dragging the show down. This is supposed to be a fun show. So, I'm going to take my first break. I'm going to get some coffee and try and and pick myself up here, and I will be right back with some news to make fun of. What is the Potter family? Hey, this is Shane. That's not Shane. That's a robot set by the government. And that's Kenny from I'm now. I'm a robot I'm, too. From now that I'm older. More like now that I'm robots. This is Gabriel Russo from the Hollywood Scandals of Yesteryear podcast. This is Steve from the Drift and Ramble podcast. This is Nick from the Epic Film Guys podcast. This is Emily from the Story Behind. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. This is Sean Harrigan from the Cinescape podcast. We are you podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow so follow us on twitter at potter family and use the hashtag potter family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same potter family where great podcasts come home the epic film guys podcast is a film comedy podcast with two best friends celebrating everything we love about going to the movies We've got great beer, amazing guests, and quirky characters unlike anything you've ever heard before. Well, I just assumed you were drinking that chocolate stout that you were going to make with the cheapest crap chocolate ice cream in <laughs> a Miller Lite. I remember being a young man and my mother telling me I didn't have a name because I was illegitimate. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Never be sorry on the Epic Film Guys podcast. Never be sorry. C- cut in, talk over. I'm sorry every time I finish out. doing an episode. I didn't hear that, Nick. Don't bring it up yet. I'm not supposed to come out till like the end of the episode. Subscribe to the Epic Film Guys on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, or your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you at the movies. Your guide to cinema etiquette for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews Podcast. Question 17. When choosing a seat at a largely empty movie cinema... Do you A. Sit directly in front of another person B. Sit right alongside a couple clearly enamored with one another or C. Take a seat away from other patrons that afford you a good you If you answered A or B, fuck you! For more useful cinema etiquette, join Paul and Wayne on the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews podcast at Podomatic on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Okay, I normally don't get into politics just because I'm trying to make fun of things for comedy's sake and I don't want to... Talking politics stirs people up. But I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about Donald Trump Jr. kind of talking some shit about some college students. And... Before you go all flying off the handle, ah, he's just like his dad, blah, 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 whatever your political alignment is, this is essentially just Donald Trump Jr. Uh, calling out stupid college students for being stupid college students. Uh, a Pittsburgh college is basically protesting the opening of a Chick-fil-A on campus. The... Some of the reporters from their school paper uh, are basically protesting the they want to put a Chick-fil-A on campus, and I guess it's going through and everything, but they're saying, oh, you need to reconsider putting a Chick-fil-A on campus because uh, the Chick-fil-A has a, a questionable history of, of civil rights violations and human rights violations, at which point uh, Trump Jr. came back out or like tweeted out, he says, uh, luckily these students won't likely have to tackle issues more stressful than a yummy chicken sandwich in their lives. Like, oh wait, hashtag triggered. Sorry, he, he just kind of punked you guys. Because, fuck! Kids were not this, this stupid when I was in college. And I realized it wasn't that long. Okay, it was like fucking, it was like 12 years ago. But, shit. Seriously, why everybody whines about so much crap? Oh, we we don't we don't support Chick Fil A on campus because they 
Chick-fil-A does not have any human rights violations or civil rights violations. Guess what? If they did, they would be out of business. The family that owns Chick-fil-A, the entire chain, privately owned company, are anti-gay marriage. That's it. This is a super Christian family-owned company. Like Hobby Lobby and a lot of others, they are family-owned companies with super Christian backgrounds who oppose gay marriage. That is their right as human beings. They have a right to have their opinion about a certain thing. Whether or not their opinion is socially acceptable or not is entirely separate issue. But they cannot, sorry, as a business owner, as a proprietor of a restaurant, you cannot deny somebody employment or patronage based on their sexual orientation, which you can't tell from the outright. Okay, there's some really flaming gay people out there, and I'm pretty sure if RuPaul walked into a Chick-fil-A, and somebody wanted to be a dick and say, hey, you can't eat here, homo, which would never happen because RuPaul is one of the most famous people in the world. But what the hell? You can't do that. You can't, you know, the, you know, always talking about the old signs back in the day of uh, we refuse the right to refuse service. Actually, you don't. You actually cannot discriminate for service. You have the right to refuse service to a person who's being a dickhead. You have a right to refuse service to somebody who's being disruptive and interfering with your ability to conduct business. I was a restaurant manager for 13 years. I know this shit. If Chick-fil-A, the organization, had ever committed human rights violations, uh, exaggerating college students, they'd be out of business. Entirely. 100%. Um, and even the CEO of, of, of Chick-fil-A came out and said, uh, everyone is welcome in our restaurants. They don't care. Guess what? They're a business. They are in the business of getting you to buy their stuff. They don't care if you're black, white, brown, green, gay, straight, trans, Barney the fucking dinosaur... If you walk in and you have green money, we'll sell you a chicken sandwich. And this is, I'm not supporting Chick-fil-A in their, like, the family organization. I think the family are a bunch of dickheads. I do. I do not support the family. I support a restaurant that serves chicken sandwiches. And I think it's funny of Trump Jr. to call out a bunch of whiny-ass fucking college students over protesting a fucking Chick-fil-A. Because it's just a restaurant. It's just a chicken restaurant. And a restaurant has not committed human rights violations. They're not Kim Jong-il. They're not Kim Jong-un. They're not Saddam Hussein. They're just a fucking family from wherever, Atlanta, who wants, who are opposed to gay marriage. That's it. Yeah, the family has done some shit. Chick-fil-A hasn't done anything. Chick-fil-A just sells chicken. That's it. Uh, and so, yeah, people need to stop protesting about everything. It's just a restaurant. Like, really, if you're going to protest, protest if they opened a McDonald's saying it's promoting an unhealthy lifestyle for college students. Protest the fucking a weed dispensary around the corner because you probably have one. You know, if you're going to protest something, protest something that's ma that matters. This is not a social issue. It's a restaurant. That's it. Stop being a bunch of whiny bitches. Okay, I talked way too much about a story that real really short. I did not expect that to go on. Okay, next up. Another fucking company is selling sticks. Really? Oh, jeez. A Czech company has started... Actually, they're getting in trouble for selling these sticks, though. Um, they have started selling 
I hope I pronounced this right, Mizwack twigs that people have been using. Uh, they're basically calling, they're promoting them as revolutionary, air quotes, revolutionary natural toothbrushes. The problem is they're not revolutionary. It's a stick that has been getting, that has been used in India and the area in parts of Africa, Central, South, West, Asia, <laughs> Arab Peninsula, basically all along the, the Middle East area, India area. For thousands of years as a natural toothbrush, this stick, the, the, the twigs from the Mizwak tree. And I guess you like chomp off one end of it and it like flares out and there's little fibrous whatnots in, inside and you just can brush your teeth that way. Um, they, let's see, they're, it remineralizes tooth enamel, uh, can prevent tooth decay, whitens your teeth and maintain a healthy uh, dental pH and leaves your breath smelling fresh. All of these things are true about chewing on these sticks and using them to brush your teeth with, it's a stick. At least this stick does something unlike uh, last week's sticks. But the problem is that they're basically, they're promoting it like it's some new thing. Like, oh, it's this hip new uh, natural toothbrush. And people in the area are like, um, yeah, we've been using these for 7,000 years. It's not revolutionary. We live in a part of the world where buying a plastic toothbrush from Oral-B is not a really feasible option. Uh, but we've got these sticks that were great. Oh yeah, we've been using them forever. I'm pretty sure they probably had this, this shit buried in some pyramids somewhere. Ramsey's probably fucking used these sticks. But they're like, they're, yeah, they're just more of making, they're giving them shit. I was like, oh, you went out and you fucking took a bunch of pictures with a bunch of damn hipsters and a bunch of, of, of neo hippies with these sticks. And look all cool and chic. And now you're selling them for five bucks a pop. Like, you're all... And they're just, they're just kind of... The people in the area is just what's funny is that... I don't have to make fun of this. The article I found was literally about them getting shit for trying to plug it like it's some new thing. Uh, yeah, they're, they're saying... Let's see. And they're calling out five bucks a, a pop as unrealistically expensive... Uh, on account of it's just a stick. This isn't even a stick like last week's sticks, which because the article came from the same place, even they reference, uh, there were, yeah, fuck, people paying 20 bucks for a, a wall stick with holes drilled in it, or they're paying five bucks for a twig that you can chew on and clean your teeth. I will say that's worth, you know, it's probably the cost of a toothbrush. Um, I don't think about the cost of a toothbrush. We buy them in bulk. But yeah, five bucks for a toothbrush, fine. But it's a stick. Where are you sourcing your sticks from that are so expensive? You're just cutting them and putting them in a bag. Literally, they're not even drilling holes in them like the other guys. Uh, all natural raw toothbrushes. Uh, again, I always default to the the really uneducated southern accent, even though they're Czech. I, I just can't do that. I think I'd offend all of Russia, and I think it's easier to offend the south than Russia. It's a little less dangerous. Uh, yeah, people selling sticks. What the fuck, people selling sticks? Uh, the new man actually sent me a picture of a stick he has uh, last week after that show. Wanting me to send him a picture of my shillelagh, which I haven't done yet, because I'm just really bad about taking pictures. Uh, anyway, enough about sticks. Yeah, let's move on from people paying stupid money for something stupid and go on to somebody else paying stupid money for something stupid. I normally don't... Okay, I always say I don't have a theme. Themes just kind of fall. This just was a coincidental thing. A Chinese like water theme park, I guess you'd say it's like the Chinese equivalent of, of SeaWorld. So it's not just like fish and, and dolphins and things like that, but you've got your polar bears and your, your, uh, walruses and your penguins and stuff like that. All, all sorts of marine life. Um, but they are 
in an effort to get people more interested in animals, they want to provide an opportunity for you to interact with them more. Like, hey, you're going to get hands-on interaction with these animals. By you're, you get to come in, you get to help prepare their food, you get to help feed the animals, you get to clean up their pens and, and, and scoop up all of the bear poop and they're gonna charge you $145 for this. Let's rewind a little bit. You come in. You clean up the bear poop, you prep the food, you feed the bear, and you're paying for this. Is it just me or does this seem like a, a, a job? Like, don't people get paid to do that? Isn't that the job of the trainers and the employees at the, at the, at the park? That's, there's whole fleets of people at SeaWorld and, and, and every zoo in the country, in every country, that's their job. And now people are paying to do this. Now, in their defense, it's a one day a week. You've got to apply. You've got to do all of the to do this. And it's supposed to be an educational experience to teach you more about the animals by coming in and cleaning up their cages. A sucker's born every minute, folks, and in China it appears there's a sucker's born every week, and a shit ton of them who are willing to pay stupid money to do something they should be getting paid for. Uh, I don't know what it is about people in Asia. They'll pay for anything. Really. They really will. I just... Whether it's weird shit in Japan, weird shit in China, people in Asia just tend to, primarily China and Japan, but they're willing to do weird shit and they're willing to pay money for things they should not be paying money for. And in this case, they're paying money, a good chunk of money, for something they should be getting paid to do. You want to learn, I'm sorry, this would never fly in the States because here we have volunteers. Hey, I volunteer down at the zoo. What do you do? You clean the cages, you scoop up, you, know, you you prep the food, you feed the animals alongside a trainer or somebody else because guess what? They're supervised. And you're learning about the animals. And you're probably going to get some like college credit or some shit for that too. Um, hey, maybe they'll start paying you. You want to learn about them. You don't pay to go in and clean the bear poop. You volunteer or you get paid to clean the bear poop. That's it. I don't know why I keep saying poop. It's a, I'm in a kid's mindset. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just realized that. It's just, what the fuck? I just don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand people anymore because people do weird shit. Okay. Enough about people being stupid. Here's a guy who, I guess you, again, Asia, technically Russia's part of Asia, very technically. I just can't imagine doing something like this. Uh, a Russian man filled his wife's car with concrete and filmed it. In order to get back at her for changing her name. And again, and, and it's Russia, and that's why things are always complicated when I deal with international stories and cultural misappropriation, blah, blah, blah. You know, in the States, it's a lot more complicated to change your name. You have to have kind of justification for it and things like this, and it's complicated. I mean, yeah, you can just file some paperwork and go change your name, but it's, it's a lot of shit. Um, apparently... This man in St. Petersburg, Russia, him and his wife were kind of at it. They were, they were going through a rough patch and there was a local uh, grocery store who basically ran a promotion. They were like, Hey, we will pay you 
It says 50,000 rubles, which I guess it says it's about $880 a month to any customers who are willing to change their name to the store brand name. So, like, I go in and I change my name to, to Adam Kroger. Kroger grocery stores are going to pay me. Or change my name to Albertsons. Or change my name to Safeway. Uh, and they will pay me to do that. Well, apparently this guy's wife decided to do that. Without asking, without talking to him about it. She just said, hey, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go change my name to, to Kroger's. And I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I, it's, it's Russian. I can't pronounce it. I, I'm going to go change my name to Kroger's. And I'm going to get paid for changing my name to Kroger's for a few months. And so he was kind of pissed about it. So he decided he was going to take revenge on her very beloved car, her loves this thing more than anything in the world car that she, I, I, I kind of go to the, uh, the Ferrari and Ferris Bueller. It's like, he doesn't drive it. He just rubs it with a diaper. Now she drove her car, but yeah, she like apparently just like Uber babied this car and this was her, her special thing. So he takes her car, drives it over to the front of said grocery store, backs a cement truck up to it and fills the car with concrete. <laughs> literally bricking the car. Fuck. I can't... Again, I said I can't fathom doing something like this. Like, maybe because my wife and I are, you know, shared income household, and I'm paying for the car, too. Uh, we, we paid off our van. Uh, it's my van, but she's not gonna fuck with the van. Well, there's no point. But I cannot see... I don't under... Why? Yeah, that's it. Why? <laughs> why Why fill the car with cement? There's so many other things you could do to get back at your wife. But, and it's act, current wife, not ex-wife or anything like that. They're still married. I don't know about that after the concrete car issue, but they're still married. Why would you do that? Now your home is, is out of car because it, he probably drove the car too. But what the fuck? Why, why, why make the car suffer? And cars aren't cheap. Concrete's not cheap either, but cars aren't cheap. I'm, you're married. And I guess because he's, they're married, he's not going to face any criminal charges because I'm pretty sure if it was his ex and he went and stole the car and filled it with concrete, he'd probably go to jail for it. But what's the fuck? Really? I, he, and he filmed it because, you know, nowadays everybody's got to put everything on video. You can't just take pictures like, hey, I'm, I'm Johnny Knoxville and I'm going to fill my wife's car with concrete because I want to get famous. Or here, check this out, bitch. Here's for changing your name and back the truck up. <laughs> That's probably more of what it was. It was probably more of a, you know, she's like, hey, where's my car? And then gets emailed a video. Um, according to the article, at least at the time the article came out, car's still sitting in the parking lot because it's now like a, a two ton block of concrete or several, you know, more than, I think the car was two tons, whatever the fuck. It is now a, you know, steel wrapped brick stuck in front of this grocery store. And I guess there's some sort of people that are calling it at all, uh, they're calling shenanigans on the whole thing, saying there's no way that they would do this, there's no way that somebody would go to that extreme. The whole thing is probably just a big promotional thing to get word for the store, because, and I'll, I'll totally buy into that. It's like, hey, what the fuck? She changed her name to the store, and then suddenly this whole incident happens? In front of the store, big promotional draw. Lots of people are talking about this grocery store and this promotion they ran and how this guy got so mad and blah, blah, blah. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was all just, a, maybe I, I'm, I'm willing to accept shenanigans. I'm willing to accept that it was all uh, just a, a prank or all a setup. But yeah, either way, there's still a car filled with concrete in front of this store. 
Yeah, and a crazy pissed off Russian chick, apparently. All right. One more story. It's time for the Jackass of the Week. Jackass of the Week. Oh, jeez. So, a couple... I say kids because I'm I'm old fuck like that. Um, Delonte Brooks and Kendra Hunter, uh, 20 and 18, were caught having sex in the teen lounge in their local children's library. Really, I, I'm just I'll I'll admit I've done some stupid stuff, in in, in my youth. In my 18, 19, 20s days, maybe I had some car incidents, but not in a children's library. You know, there's those people who like having sex in public, and then there's this. Because there's a certain amount of decency. There's those exhibitionists or those people who are like, oh, the thrill of getting caught. And that's all exciting to them. And oh, they have sex in a in an alley where any second somebody could come around the corner and catch them. And oh, it's so exciting. And that's fine. If that's your thing, that's fine. But there's that certain amount of decency about, yeah, yeah you don't have sex in a children's library. I mean, not to say that having sex in an adult library is any better, but you, you just don't do that it's it's a matter of decency there are children around uh, there 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 are this is a public place of it's a, it's a fucking library i mean really i mean there, there's if you want to go for a thrill fucking go to a park go anywhere else but a children's library i mean i'd say get a room but they found a room at the library i mean fortunately no kids, no no patrons, no customers or anybody found saw them. Apparently, they were caught by like a, a a library employee and security right as things were getting going. So nobody saw anything. But they were arrested. They were charged. Well, they were they were given a, a citation for indecent exposure. And they were banned from the library. I'm like, fuck, kids. I said, kids, you're dumb, you're dumb kids. Uh, it's just, ah, really? How hard up are you to get laid that you're gonna have sex in a kid's library? Where do, where do you, what are you into? I, I, I question these people now. Maybe they should be brought up for like some sex crimes or something. What are you into? That you're so turned on by being at the children's library that you're just gonna start getting it on right there in the, in the little children's theater. You have a puppet fetish. Um, I mean, what, what's your, what's your deal? Yeah, we, we need to investigate these two. That's it. Investigate these two for, for their, their potential, uh, dangerous activity. Yep. That's it. It won't happen. Eh, what the fuck? Uh, I said, I'd tell them to get a room, but they obviously don't know how to find a good one. Okay, that's enough of stupid people. Let me take one more quick uh, promo break, and I will be right back with this week's recommended listening. What's happening with the mole man? What, what's happening to the new man? What's happening with the mole man? I don't know the song about the new man. Hey, it's the new man. If you're looking for a new podcast to check out, why not check out what's happening with the new man? With the crazy bad scientist from Australia talking about all sorts of things from gardening to cooking to life at home with your kids, what's happening with the new man podcast is the one for you. Check it out now. It's on iTunes, What's Happening with the New Man, also on Podbeam, and all your social media pipes. Make sure you press the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You don't want to miss this hilarious podcast from Australia, What's Happening with the New Man. 
Hi, it's Lisa from Small Things. If we all do small things, we can make a big difference. Visit our website, smallthings.net.au, and remember to smile. Hey there, podcast fans. I'm Matt. I'm Joe. And I'm Becky. And every Tuesday, we're getting goofy and geeking out on pre-recorded live. We talk nerdy news. Movies, comics, and TV. Video games, music, and potpourri. Wait, what? Potpourri? Pine cones and dried wood chips and dried flowers and stuff? No, like, you know, whatever. So I could have just said whatever. I think that's better. Okay, so let's say video games, music, and whatever. So check us out online at prereclive.wix.com backslash podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't worry, guys, I'll let that poop part out. Terrific. Years ago, an antique clock restorer contacted me, John B. McLemore, and asked me to help him solve a murder. Something's happened. Something has absolutely happened in this town. There's just too much little crap for something not to have happened. And I'm about had enough of shit town and the things that goes on. From Serial and This American Life, I'm Brian Reed. This is Shit Town. And that is this week's featured podcast, S-Town, which, if you might have guessed, is Shit Town. And it's pretty much censored on account of you can't have a, a profane title on iTunes. That's why Mark Marin is WTF. The show's called What the Fuck. So anyway, I normally do not go for these like big viral Everybody's talking about them. They're getting all this mainstream stuff. This is produced by uh, Serial and This American Life, which are branches of NPR, National Public Radio, who are a big, like, multimedia conglomerate based in the, you know, East Coast, New York, big media area. I'm normally not into those shows. Most of the stuff I listen to are independents, I think, short of, like, nerdist. That I really think about a handful of like nerdist shows and even like the Sans Pants guys are, they're independents. They're an independent network, but they're independents. So that's pretty much what I listen to. But this is a big network program and it's a limited series, but I'm, I'm, I normally shy away from these and I listen to the original serial, not because, oh, when the, the whole viral thing about it, but because a lot of the shows that I was listening to, uh, new media show, uh, everybody was talking about them. Um, everybody was talking about the serial effect and how serial got fucking millions and billions of, of downloads in like a week. You know, just like the biggest numbers ever and crazy shit. And so I, I gave the first season of serial a listen. Good story. And it, you know, got a lot of news. It got a lot of press. And season two of Serial, Bo Bergdahl didn't give a fuck. I listened to like two episodes of that just to give it a try. And yeah, fuck off. And I think everybody else did too. But this came along and it's like, oh, it's from the people of Serial. I'm like, and it's going viral. I'm like, I, fuck, I don't want to, I'm not getting suckered into it. Because it's just, I, it's too produced. It's a style of, of, of thing that I'm not really a fan of in general. But I, I don't like following the viral trends and shit like that. And there's like, I don't watch a lot of YouTube and everyone's always like, Oh, did you watch this YouTube video? Well, I, I don't, but I was listening to she podcasts and Elsie from she podcasts actually recommended S Town in their, I think it was actually in their, their weird and wild show of the week. She actually recommended S Town. I'm like, well, shit, if Elsie recommends it, this has got to be good because they don't, I mean, they're, they're people of, of prestige. These are, you know, the girls in this show, say girls, the women on this show have, are, are very well respected in, in the podcast space. So if they say you should listen to S Town, that, this show has got these great characters and you get really drawn in. Well, fuck, now I've got to do it. 
And so I gave it a listen. And the, the long and the long story short is guy calls the, a, a, a reporter with This American Life says, I've got some crazy shit going on in my town. There's all this corruption. There's murders and all this stuff. And everyone's sweeping it under the rug. This town has gone to hell. Calling and calling emails and all that shit later. He finally goes down to investigate it. And shit just goes sideways from there. It's looking into the murder and then looking into another death, which results in a treasure hunt and back and forth and legal proceedings and massive family feuds and, and literally hunting for gold, literally families and people digging up properties, hunting for gold. And it's just kind of a crazy, it it gets all sorts of twisted, but it's all it's, you get really, you get emotionally invested in the story very quickly. Uh, and I will, yeah, I'll say, I mean, it's, it's definitely not for everybody. And I will say outright, there is language. Now I'm not talking about like, I, I drop F bombs like they're, you know, high, but on this, because this takes place and this is interviews and this is people in Alabama. It takes place in Woodstock, Alabama. Well, racism is still alive and well in, in Woodstock, Alabama. This is the old South. And so people still drop the N word. People still express open racism. There are open Klansmen in this area. There's even kind of a running bit with one of the businesses in town. I think they call it K3 Lumber. And they kind of, they very openly, they just kind of, that's, that's a totally a thing, isn't it? That's, that's supposed to be some subtle thing and not very subtle thing. And you kind of dance around it. Like it's a fucking clan thing, but yeah, that's kind of the, the vibe throughout this show. Uh, but it's just, it's a really good show. And I'm, I was, I, I guess I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised. I was, I was, I was pleased with the show and I got the emotional investment and it's, it's seven episodes. And I will say one thing that I cannot stand about Serial and and S-Town, and it goes to this true crime investigative journalism, is the people with Serial are basically the biggest proprietor of podcast blue balls in the world because there is no resolution to these stories, whether it's the first Serial or... Uh, S-Town, there's no resolution. It is telling you the story. It brings you up to, here's where I stopped the investigation. Or here's where my story, my part of this story ends. Well, you are uh, totally left hanging, and I'm not giving any, I'm not spoiling anything by saying there's no resolution. Because it's the nature of this style of journalism. But there's no resolution. They're telling the story as they were part of it and it just well fuck <laughs> you you are left wanting more which is a great thing you want to know more you want you people start doing their own i'm sure people are fucking investigating the shit out of this and learning more about uh john b mclemore and his mom and and tyler and all of the and k3 lumber and the 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 family feuds and all of the shit that goes on which is great, but fuck, you're not going to find anything. This guy is a professional investigative journalist and he didn't find it. Okay. He found some stuff, but he's, you're not going to learn more than was, than was told to you. That's, but there's no resolution to this. It's an open story. It's an open-ended story. There's no resolution. Maybe someday, like the, uh, the guy from the, the, uh, guy from the first, uh, season of serial where it suddenly became part of the news and hey this guy got a retrial and shit like this and stuff came from it maybe maybe later somebody's gonna find the treasure and it's gonna be news things like this but it's it just leaves you there, there's no resolution you're just left wondering hey what happened to this person what happened to this person what happened to this person this is not like a john hughes movie or like one of those 80s movies where they get the the card at the end that tells you it's like oh 
John went on to, uh, you know, own a tire shop and he's done blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, you don't fucking know. They don't do that. Um, and it's hard to read cards like that in a podcast. I don't but it's just, yeah. And like I said, I'm not normally into these big viral, oh man, everybody's talking about this. And it's not normally my thing, but like I said, when Elsie says you should listen to S-Town, I listen to S-Town, which is totally the power of podcasting. When you have that connection with another show that you trust the word of that other host, like they're, they're, that's their, you know, their reputation is on that when you, just like me, for every show that I recommend, like I, I'm, I'm staking my reputation on the quality of the shows that I'm recommending. And so I trust Elsie's recommendations. I trust, uh, Jessica's F, uh, from She Podcast. I trust her recommendations. I trust Dave Jackson and so many other people's recommendations because that's what you do in this space. When you become a fan and you listen to them and you have that connection with them, you trust what they say. And so, like I said, I tried S-Town and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, it may not be for everybody because it is a style of show. It's that narrative style with the interviews and the recordings and the phone calls. But it does kind of take you on an emotional roller coaster all around. And it there's funny bits and there's really heavy emotional bits. And you learn so much about these people and their interactions and their relationships that it just, it sucks you in. You get emotionally invested. And I became emotionally invested in these characters. And then I get to the end. I'm like, and they ended it great. I will say the ending was very epic and it was a very great way to wrap up a story. If the entire story was written as an article or as, as like a short story or something like that, it ended beautifully. Very well scripted. But you still have no resolution. So, like I said, you get like podcast blue balls listening to this at the end because you're like, fuck, I need to know, I need to know more, I need to know more. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? Uh, but if you want to check out S Town, you can. Once again, like all the other shows, are in the recommended listening at odddeadout.blogspot.com. Just click on the recommended listening tab and they're all there. Or if you don't feel like being nice to me and checking out my stuff, you can go to stownpodcast.org and go directly to the show and you can binge listen to all seven episodes or just subscribe to your podcatcher like everybody else listening to podcasts. But then again, at stownpodcast.org. <sighs> and... That, my dears, is going to do it for me today. I once again just want to say congratulations, Emily. Um, you know, you look great, kid. Your son looks great. Um, I hope everybody's healthy and doing well and rest up because, you know, baby break pre-recordings don't last forever. And we don't want you getting, getting, getting too comfortable off mic. You know, we're, we're, we're waiting for you. And again, thank you, uh, Lily, for your your donation on Patreon. You are awesome. Uh, and I'm I'm waiting right now on my my buddy, the new man. He's got his episode 50 coming up. I, I should, probably should be coming up today. Actually, if you're listening to this on release day, I think it might be coming up today. And I've got a little bit that I I did for him. I actually did a couple little bits for him, and I don't know if he's gonna do both of them but I, I i you'll see a little pop-up from me uh for the uh what's happening with the new man's 50th episode but enough about me and 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 praising other people <laughs> once again that's it for the show this week uh find all the links to all of these uh stories at odddeadout.blogspot.com i've got the little video of the russian uh bricking his wife's car and the for the natural raw toothbrushes and all of your iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker and Stitcher and 
whatnot, links to subscribe to the show. And if you are so inclined, rate and review on iTunes. It'd be really awesome. I'll get to see what you say. And I will give you a shout out on the show for later. Much like these other people that have done so. And you can always just drop me a line at odddadout at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at odddadout. And until next week, I am Adam Higgins, the Odd Dad Out. Thank you and good night. Good night.